this. I'm scared as hell. Okay. Clap on my turn. Three, two, one. Clap. Wow, it's Robert who's fucking up. Robert Tito von Juan San Diego von Bertenstein. What the fuck? Sword. Really? That is a great little middle name. Little name. What a great little name you have. <laughs> I was. I didn't get to see the wedding invitations, unfortunately. Sad. Like, <laughs> Tyler has a box in your wedding invitations in his special things he saves box. Aww. Well, I would have yeah. had one. I would have had mine framed, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody frames a wedding invitation, Cole. You're lying. Because he's, well, I would have gotten, I would have done them for all of you. <laughs> Rob doesn't have his own wedding invitation framed. He, he has it framed. <laughs> well, that's sweet. Too bad Tyler and I's invitations are going to be t-shirts from a t-shirt kit. <laughs> okay. Invited. <laughs> See, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's literally ding dong. Hi guys, what's going on? Oh no. <laughs> and all you hear I is <laughs> That's their signature. It's the signature. Oh, no. Oh, I was thinking it was an RSVP. Will you attend? And your nosebleed drips into yes or no. And you feel like that. <laughs> oh, no. But then we'd have a bunch of t-shirts when, you know. I'm actually saving that idea. And we can, I'm ready to record. All right. <laughs> so. really funny. Let's do this. <laughs> Hold on. Let me make sure I'm recording. Just to make sure okay. I have this right, Rob. Do we have a anything special for call signs? You introduce us. Okay. Ready to clap on my terms? There you go. Three, <laughs> two, one, clap! Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we talk about conventions, cosplay, nerdum in general. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. And right I'm there, Amy. I'm the Pink there, Ranger. Oh, Amy, there's that's rude. That's Motherfucker! Every time! <laughs> the one that rudely interrupted me is Amy. I am the Frank Ranger! And over there in the corner, he's the good looking one in the group, supposedly. Oh, that's me. Oh, I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. And then we got the guy over there that kicked the Red Ranger's behind at one point. That was pretty awesome. The kick oh, the right, Red Ranger's me. butt at one point. Alright, that's me. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. And then finally, the leader of the group that has to pun up with all of us. I hate you all. I am Robert. I am Red Ranger. We love you too. And I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. And tonight, we got something special. We have my thing. John's <laughs> Video Game Corner. Hold on. Is it is it really a corner? Like, we have the Tyler's Anime Corner. I, I feel like John... Has something bigger 
Because yeah. John just him? loves all things. John has like a fucking gazebo or a garage. Maybe a coliseum. A what would a coliseum yeah. gazebo um, hybrid oh, look like? That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. yeah a, gazebo, a gazebo. A gazebo It's a gazebo and a coliseum. I like this. John's that's called a stadium. No, <laughs> it's I was gonna say yurt, but I feel like yurt's just not impressive anymore. After no, that. no, it really isn't. Mm. John's <laughs> video yeah. game gazebo seum. Yes. I'm upgrading mine to a yurt now. Okay, you can have the yurt, I'll have the Coliseum. Okay, we got it. <laughs> so this is John's Here's... video game, Coliseum. <laughs> I didn't even get a hut. No, you had, no. You had a table at one point? I don't I think, know. Yeah, I think it was the video game table is literally you what had a board game yeah. table. Alright, taking it over. It. He didn't even have Pizza Hut on his table. That's how little hut he had. Truly, truly sad. And the way, reason I bring this up is today, actually on this day, which will probably date this video, um, February 18th, uh, Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct today. And I wanted to talk about this because, I'll, honestly, a boatload of stuff was actually covered and showed off that actually made me really excited. Things from, like, DLCs to straight-up new games. And a while ago, I did talk to you guys. Remember how I talked to you about Wii Makes? Refresh me. A Wii Make was essentially the concept of Nintendo taking a Wii game and then remaking it and putting it onto their newer console. Oh, yes. 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 A couple of those are actually happening this year, which is actually pretty cool. But first off, I want to get into the first part of the release I had everyone excited was the two new characters that are going to be thrown into um, Smash Bros. Tell me they're um, not Fire Emblem characters. Believe it or not, no, they are not Fire Emblem characters. Wow, they're learning, ah, guys. I, at least Fire one streamer I know just—they are least... the—they are the sword waifus of Xenoblade Chronicles Two. We got Pyra, and then the not so important blonde-haired one that will be joining Fuck the ranks. Fuck you! <laughs> hey, Mithra's the best. Pyra is way better. She can cook. I'm not going to argue that she can cook. <laughs> but well, fuck anyway, you, Mithra's still better. Yeah, Mithra and Pyra are both being added into the next batch of characters for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, if you guys have the chance, they do actually have a small trailer up that shows a little bit of the skill set, you know, the introduction and stuff like this. I thought this was really cool, because Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I thought, was a really good JRPG. And honestly, JRPGs felt like they've been getting stale for a while but Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was fantastic a great Monolith story, great combat and the characters are really fun Monolith Soft just does good work like I, I've never met a game that they've done that hasn't impressed me at some level uh, that being said I am a little bit pissed at them <laughs> so oh. uh, okay okay so here's the thing we knew something was going on because we know that they brought back uh, the director of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. There was a lot of things going on. They went and brought back some animators. So we knew there was something going on with Xenoblade Chronicles uh, that was going to be happening here. They just <laughs> released the definitive edition of Xenoblade Chronicles 1. They brought back the director for 2. 2 sold massively. It went and had a prequel game that went and came out afterwards. Released both as DLC as well as a physical release. It's like, oh, are they going back to the well? Are we going to get more of this? There's there's still plenty of room to go and have more story in this world. And then they go and set things up beautifully. Pyra is gone. 
She's just disappeared. Rex, the main character of the game, can't find her. It still has the terrible English voice acting that we've all come to absolutely adore because of how terrible it all is. Mm -hmm. He set everything up beautifully. He finds her. She apologizes. She had to leave him. Because she got invited to Smash! They set, up this <laughs> they set up this beautiful trailer like they're setting up for a second game release, and then suddenly it's, there's the fucking letter! Oh yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Still no Doom guy. And I'm totally okay with the fact that she's in it, but damn it, Monolith, you played me! You played me for a jump! They did it really good. These last few releases where they've just messed with people have been fantastic. Like the Sephiroth release where supposedly Mario got stabbed through the chest by his sword and he's just hanging by the overalls. <laughs> and then during the whole fight, Mario is stuck on his sword. <laughs> I mean, the humor they've done with uh, these introductions for Smash Bros. has been amazing. But um, their skill set... And what we've seen so far looks really good. It looks like kind of a technical character. But um, yeah. people that got to demo it says it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I do like um, looking at it because it, it's another switchable character, much like on Hell Zelda and Sheik were set up, which still my favorite combo from Melee. Um, fave character. I like the fact that even though these are both sword characters that you're playing as with this, Mm -hmm. Their moveset is a lot more than that. I, I was happy it wasn't just another Fire Emblem experience where it's just like, this is literally just the same moveset with a little different flourish. Walking I hate with the that. sword. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Just When they announced Byleth as the last character in the first round of the expansions and we thought that that was it, man, was I pissed. Mm. Like, male or female, that character is not good. Like, I enjoyed Three Houses, but that's just Nintendo flaunting their muscle, going and having that character in there. You could tell Sakurai had no love for putting that character into Smash. So, yeah, that was that was a little bit rough, especially since we know he wanted to go and have a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 character in there. So it's yeah. nice to see that he finally got his way on this one. This game's been out for three years or so. It came Around out there, yeah. in December yeah. 2018, so not quite three years. Um, yeah. how long can they keep adding characters before we're like, okay, you're just adding more to a, a stale old game? Or is it because it's mm. Smash, it never gets stale? Sta I think... Oh, sorry, John, you oh, can go. Sorry. The uh, numbers on Smash have stayed pretty relevant. I mean, the online, like, play is still very high. You can easily still get into matches online for matchmaking. So you're not waiting too long to get into matches. They tend to spike whenever certain characters get introduced. Like when Sephiroth was last introduced, there was a spike in it. Mm -hmm. So part of its uh, staying power, I think, is there, very similar to how people would still fire up um, into the later years of the Wii U, fire up their uh, copy of Smash Brothers and play that. Even the original. Yeah. No, I... I think that this like, is that those copies. There's a couple of things going on with this. So, like I, Smash Bros. is one to answer of those, your question, Amy, uh, just straight out. I think I do think that this games, is one of those things that so is it, just it going just to maintain staying power for anything, a long time. Yeah, if anything, they're very smart with how they've been introducing characters. And spike more they never go and give you too much. And I'll be honest, longer. they, for the most so. part, Byleth excluded. <laughs> have been playing to their strength. They know what their audience is. They know on how to continually cater to people. 
anytime they go and do something that's clearly a corporate influence decision, like going and having, uh, oh, what what's his name? Uh, Terry Bogard uh, introduced in there. Who was asking for SNK characters? Nobody, Nobody was asking for that. But Nintendo wants to have that relationship with the publisher. So, yeah, they're going to have something like that. But then what do they go and follow it up with? We're constantly going and getting more and more stuff. They're playing to their strengths. And Smash, like Tyler said, it is a quintessential party game. But it's also a very competitive tournament fighter as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our it, Blue Ranger world, is proof of this. Yeah, well, that's just it. I mean, Dane, Dane lives and breeds melee. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's one of those things that this game and its whole history are so. It's so Very unique. There's really yes, just nothing else quite like Smash. Yeah. yeah. So it's really hard to go and do any sort of direct comparisons. Like, you can talk about Street Fighter. You can talk about Mortal Kombat. Those games constantly need refreshes, retoolings of their gameplay systems because they are designed really specifically as competitive fighting games. Mm -hmm. They don't have a wider appeal. There's not that interest beyond it. And there have been other attempts to go and make games that would go and cash in on what Smash Brothers has done really well. And, you know, even Smash Brothers is not truly original on there. You know, you go and see the more cartoonish games like Clay Fighters, for example, which, you know longer exists as a franchise but those are games that anybody could jump into have fun with but also had some more depth to the experience smash has done a great job of working in between those zones so you have both people waiting for more content as well as people that are just constantly trying to go and learn what they can do to get a competitive edge against somebody mm-hmm. and i think that works to its advantage yeah the nice thing about smash 2 that you really can't replicate because there can only be one game that does this is it's a celebration of gaming in general. Mm -hmm. It's a celebration of uh, the gaming experience and becoming attached to characters. So everyone has a character in that game, every gamer, that they know from from their other video games, their respective franchises, you know. And it kind of gives everybody, not like, like, it gives everybody an in before they even start Mm -hmm. the game. So really there can only be one like that because there's only so many familiar properties. I mean, they tried to do it by putting Adventure Time in Brawlhalla, but it's just like... It's not the same. No, I actually originally appreciated Brawlhalla for daring to do that same type of gameplay. Or like the other one that has the frog wrestler dude. Uh, A wrestler. Frog wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I, I can figure it out. But um, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of games with that same style gameplay that are just as fun and have really cool dynamics. Like Brawlhalla has their weapon thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Frog Wrestler game has uh, really cool recoveries, but it doesn't have the same characters and that same celebration and familiarity. I'm gonna look it up. I'm sorry. I, I you know me. I have it's, a. It's all good. I have approximate knowledge of many things. <laughs> no, and, and to your point, you're entirely correct. It is a celebration of gaming, and it's really evolved beyond itself. Because remember, the first game was just kind of a fun idea. Hey, what if we got all these Nintendo characters together? Okay, we're gonna have some fun with this. Then you had Melee, where it continued. And then you got to Brawl, and something changed. Mm-hmm. The introduction of characters like Sonic and Snake did change that, and it's only grown with additions like Bayonetta and Cloud. It is something so much more now. Have you found Frog Game? It's called Brawl Out. 
So Brawlhalla and Brawlhalla. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you okay. know exactly what I mean now? That I love Brawlhalla. Same, actually, it's same really amount fun. of same amount of syllables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, how many characters are there are there now? Oh God, uh, I'll get an answer on. That. At Because I was ten. just thinking about that. Ten At or least more. Ten. At least. Amy. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say that. There's going to be a cool 15, at least. At least 15. At least 15. At least 15. You know what? I think I agree with you. There are at least 15 yeah. playable characters in Smash Ultimate. Are you, you going to raise? Are you going to raise my bet? Are you going to call? Are you going to match? I don't raise? know if they have 20. more than 15. Does anybody think there are more than 20 characters in Smash? I'm going to raise the bet. I'm going to say 20. 20? 20. <gasps> Tyler thinks there's more than it's... 20 characters in Smash? Tyler, is that your final answer? I'm gonna raise. I'm gonna raise. Oh, he's going up. To 30? Oh, I'm God. gonna say oh. there are more than 15, and I am staying. <laughs> <laughs> Closest without going over. Okay. Final bets in? 57. 112. Whoa. 112. 112. You're going to 112? 57. 57. <laughs> 57? What are you? Where are you? Where, what, what game is this? 57. There's 57 playable characters. Okay, Drew Carey, what, what's the answer? So, the answer to this, and I will make a point, palette and gender swapped characters do not count in this number. This is not. only in uniquely playable characters. With the addition of Pyra and Mithra, there are 80 oh, Smash characters. God, 80. And Dang. still two more left in the fighters pack. Hmm. Please let it be Doom Guy. <laughs> I still would not be surprised. What other guesses I... did you guys see online, by the way? I wanted to be Sora from Kingdom Hearts. That'd be a good one. <laughs> and then Goku is really popular too for people, but I don't think that's going to happen because of the Dragon Ball Z fighting game. Well, ba Bandai, Bandai has a lot of issues <laughs> what if it was hades but it's just too new they always wait for to make sure the hey. property has stay power before adding it yeah no that's you won't see it go that route um a lot i've I also seen i also saw the hunter from um monster hunter mm -hmm. i could see that that's like a that was a guess role. that i saw by a streamer yeah he lost and had to give a, and 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 gave his viewers a hundred free subs. Uh, but, what if but, they brought in Ayane and Kasumi from the popular gaming franchise Dead or Alive? I'd play it. I mean, to be honest, I don't think that that's unreasonable. No, but Dead or it's Alive hasn't been popular for years. Also, yeah, like, no, I, they're highly this sexualized. Is, this is maybe I'm this still is going. They're gonna bring it back that way. I, I still think that, that these are, at least one of these, I am fully confident, is going to happen. I just don't know which one is most likely on here. Ooh. And I can go and give reasons for each one of them. Is it Monkey Ball? No. <laughs> is it no. Ulala, so. Space Channel 5? <laughs> is it no. Eggsman? No. Okay. <laughs> So how no, about so I think I think the game or I think the characters you are most likely to go and see cuz it's going to be one of these four. I know we're going to be one of these two slots. 
Because right now, all of these companies are vying really big with Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And they know on how big of a marketing opportunity Smash is. So, yes, I do think that there is a reasonable chance. This one's probably the least likely, though. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I say probably least likely is just because with Cloud and Sephiroth, Square's already got some pretty serious representation in there. So the idea of giving them a third DLC character, especially so close to Sephiroth, seems a little unlikely. But character a lot of people have been asking for, very popular on the demand list, both on the Japanese, American, and European side. So it's definitely something that could happen. I just find it to be a little bit less likely, but it's a strong contender. Mm. Makes sense. Another one, because of some recent leaks and some rating stuff that's come out of Indonesia and Australia, uh, Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Oh, yeah. That Devil May Cry sense. 5 will be coming to the Switch here at some point this year. Yeah. That's a character people know. They love him. They want him everywhere. I think, too, that and game's there's... new enough to be, like, cutting edge with the gameplay, but is yeah. just going to start fading in popularity. So it's not too old that if you try to get new interest in it, it's an old hunky piece of crap. But it's not so, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That would get interest in that game. Yeah, no. So I think that that is a very real possibility. Uh, controversial one here. But I do think that with Nintendo's recent buddy-buddy-ness going on with uh, Microsoft, I would not be surprised to see Master Chief find his way in. That'd be funny. Isn't he a side character already? No, not yet. Or was that in an older game that I'm thinking of where he was like an attack or something like that? He's had a couple of things. I mean, the, the big thing with that one was, uh, what was it, DOA 4? Mm -hmm. I think it's where they went and had the Master Chief stand-in. I'm trying to remember which Spartan number it was, but it was a Lady Spartan. Because, you know, what's sexier than, you know, the big girl in armor? <laughs> I know you said that but sarcastically, yeah, I... but actually. <laughs> no, I mean seriously. That, that was it not a sarcastic true. statement. I mean it. <laughs> it is true. I'm glad so you're I'm all about that. that. Yeah, no. So I, I still think that one could happen. The only reason why I hesitate a little bit uh, it's just because of the recent addition with Alex and Steve from uh, Minecraft. Yeah. That would be awfully close release-wise, but I could still see happening, you know, last DLC character right before Halo Infinite launches. Boy, that would be the kind of partnership that Microsoft would want to pay the development costs for. Definitely. So uh, I could see that one happening. Maybe, maybe that's just the thing. Maybe it's the fact that we just saw a character. You're thinking that they want to variety it out but maybe that's just the thing is that they got licenses from some people so they get like three characters that they get to put in at this time so it might be pretty likely that we'll have minecraft and then another microcroft microsoft character just because yeah. they just got it so they're it's not going to be right back to back but it's going to be in the same chunk so yeah well, and I mean, this is technically... That would technically be the third one they've done with that, too. Because remember, Banjo-Kazooie, Rare, is owned oh, by... Yeah, but that's But that was not... such a big deal. Like, that yeah. was one that Nintendo fans have been asking for it forever. Sakurai wanted him back on the N64 days. <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of everybody's dream come true. And once again, just Microsoft and Nintendo are playing really buddy-buddy. And if, you know, recent leaks 
uh, showing Project X Cloud support coming to Switch are anything to be believed. There's definitely some potential here. I I tend to believe that there is a reasonable chance of that. Wow. And the one that I think is most likely to happen, and I'm just going to throw this one out here. Doom is big again. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people that want it. The European and North American charts have shown him being at the top really since Doom 2016 came out when it comes to uh, customer surveys and who they want. I do think the Doom guy has a very good likelihood of being in there. But once again, it's owned by Microsoft now, so who knows? It's kind of hard to say. Another thing that was interesting that got dropped by the um, by Drex was a bunch of Zelda content. Like, a lot of Zelda stuff was shown off. Um, first of all, there was a new trailer that showed up for Breath of the Wilds 2, and they gave a release date that'll be later in 2021. So it's going to be coming out this year, supposedly. So uh, Wait, what? Did I miss something? I believe that's what I got from the source on the IGN. They said 2021. Yeah, they... That's what I thought I heard, too. Is I, that there... I watched the whole direct... Unless that came out. You blind! Robert's showing his age. Yeah, no, it's like, I watched the whole direct. Yeah. And that trailer. What the hell did I miss? Excuse me, I'm going to go and check out, because clearly I had a stroke or something in the middle of the direct. And the trailer they showed off was fantastic. They're building off on the Breath of the Wilds, which was already a great game. A really cool thing that it was showed off that I'm excited about is a re-release of Skyward Sword. And I know a lot of people did not like Skyward Sword. It got a lot of negative press, but I honestly loved it. It is going to be released July 16th, 2021. And what's going to be cool is it's going to... Um, it, um, it will be playable with motion controls... Or they're going to have a new button layout scheme for people, which is going to be really nice for those who don't want to tire out their arms shaking their hands. But that being said, they also announced that they're going to be in, they're going to make a special set of Joy Cons that will be uh, sold with uh, sold around the same time as Skyward Sword. That's going to have a cool little design of the sword and shield. Already pre-ordered it. Nice. And then last of course all, you did. Hi- Highland Warriors Age of Calamity is getting an expansion patch that will feature two waves of content. So they plan on dragging that out a bit too. And I haven't played Highland Warriors uh, Age of Calamity yet, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. So quite a bit of Zelda fixes coming out uh, this year and going into next. Yeah, I think I'm the, actually the only one who doesn't have a Switch here. But... Um... Hearing the Skyward Sword is going to be interesting. I have mm-hmm. access to a Switch. Access to a Switch. Yeah, my roommates let me play Animal Crossing on their Switch. And that's the only thing I've really played on it. <laughs> but for Skyward Sword, like most, I hadn't, I haven't touched that game. But I do. But I've watched, I've watched the whole game be played in the course of less than three hours. Um, I can't remember what the speed. I can't remember what the speed running record is, but uh, which is it is fun watching that game be broke, because that is back. They use the back in time glitch for that particular game, and that is a fun little one. Um, yeah, I have good memories of Skyward Sword. It was honestly one of my last games I played on the Wii, and I enjoyed it. The story was good. It was creative. You the are the, majority. Of the Master Sword. 
<laughs> there, John. Yeah, I know. A lot of people didn't like it. It's it gotten bad. It got bad repress in its later years from like uh, YouTubers and stuff like that. Hmm. A lot of people were vocal about it, mainly because of the motion controls. A lot of people felt like the motion controls ruined um, the game. Um, I believe they that's why they commented on how. Uh, the, when it's coming to this, is they're going to do the option of not having the motion controls on it. Correct. So, they're going to have the button map layout, which I yes. think will help. I think Learning that's inclusive, too. Not everybody... Well, sort of. Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, motion tracking say. has gotten a lot better, oh. and show what they showcased in their demo, like, the, a lot of the complaints that I would have with the motion tracking and the limitations of the Wii, the Joy-Cons definitely take care of. And even still... The way that uh, hit mapping is such a critical part of that game, even in button mode, you're still going and using the right stick when you're locked on to enemies to go and actually control your sword uh, orientation on there. You know, for both horizontal, vertical, and side slashings. Uh, all of that's still going to be controlled off of the thumbstick. So it's still going to be a more complex experience regardless of whether or not it's button mapped or not. Right. That being said... Excited about that. Also, I'm sorry to have to go and say this, guys, but no, there was no release date for Breath oh. of the Wild 2. Okay. Eiji Awamura, at the beginning of the Zelda anniversary section of it, which starts around minute 42 of the Nintendo Direct conference, says, We know a lot of you were hoping for more information on Breath of the Wild 2. Unfortunately, we don't have anything to share right now. Our team is hard at work, and we're hoping to have more information and more to show you later this year yeah which is probably oh, what they so more information this later this year okay makes sense yes yeah. okay so yeah sorry about that guys i know it let's be honest ign's reporting hasn't been great so if that's where you're pulling it from i'm not surprised to hear that <laughs> robert i have a quick question because you're the type yes. that would know this information how much work time did they put into one into Breath of the Wild 1, yes. it was a six-year development cycle. There you go. Thank you. I couldn't remember the right word. <laughs> the words. Development cycle. Development you. cycle? You, uh, not to be, con not to be confused. Not to be confused. is a sentence. So my question is, because they're, they're, they don't have to build the system again, obviously, they yeah. can use the basis of the platform of, that they've already built. Do you think th three years is enough? Three years is enough if you really keep it streamlined. Because while you are correct, they have the framework lined out. They have their engine all worked out. You could go and reuse a lot of assets, even animations and whatnot. But that's also assuming that you're going and making just a bog-standard sequel. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing that I will go and say, especially with Eiji Almora, who's been with Zelda really since the beginning. If they do a sequel... It's never the same experience. No. Like, looking at uh, Ocarina of Time, mm -hmm. largely hailed as being one of the best games that came out in the series. Follow-up to it, Majora's Mask. Completely different game. Despite going and running in the same system, going and using a lot of the same character animations, sprites, assets, they made a completely different game. And its development time took about as long as what the original game took to go and make. And it wasn't even as big of a game, ultimately. They just tried so hard to go and make such a different experience. Also, and remember, there was a big deal when Wind Waker came out as well. Because they also touted that as going and being 
another sequel to Ocarina of Time. That one more in the generational sequel sense, but making a big deal about that. Mm. That one, completely from the ground up build, took a lot of work to go and do it. Now, it gets kind of fun, too, though, because when you look at Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, you would assume that there are basically no similarities beyond the actual release platform, but the entire system that Skyward Sword is running off of is the same engine they developed for uh, Twilight Princess, hmm. and that did really accelerate development times because they were able to pump that one out in only uh, four years of development versus the seven years of development that it took for, or for uh, Twilight Princess. And once again, completely different game. It depends on the scope of what they're trying to do and on how different it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to make a bold prediction right now. Based on the one little teaser trailer we saw last time, I do believe that it is going to be a multi-character game. I do think that, especially with Age of Calamity, I think you are going to see Zelda as a playable character for the first time in a long time in a first-party build Nintendo game. Though I still believe Link will be the main character, ultimately. So, two things then. Yeah. Number one, what do you think? End of next year? Or yeah. beginning of 23? I think he will probably go and see this. And just knowing on how Nintendo likes to go and keep their stuff in their own sort of release schedules, I think you will go and see it released in the holiday 2022 section. Though that can go and cover everywhere from late October through to the end of January of okay. the following year. So I think that that's probably the most likely. They're either going to release it in September, October time frame, or they'll wait until January. Okay. So They're so very smart with how they want to release their stuff. If your crystal ball is so uh, good at predictions, when are we getting Metroid Prime 4? That one you're getting in 2023. Mm-hmm. It has been a hot mess of development. Even it with has them changed studios twice. Hard reboot, hard restart. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, no. I, I think that that game is in more trouble than the Final Fantasy VII remake was two years before its release. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's having some bad times right now. <laughs> uh, Another thing that caught oops. me by oh, did you have so, something else? Yeah, to add? there was the second thing. Uh, yeah, just said two questions, but it's that's yeah. something. It's like a one-on-one conversation that we can't have with mm-hmm. five people. Yeah, sorry. And the second thing that I just wanted to say, not really a question, but a uh, kind of a thing, a statement. Oh, so you only had one question. <sighs> Whatever. Um, with Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess, you saying that they were essentially built on the same general system? Yeah. And that makes sense to me, considering the fact that some of the glitches used in Speedrun are the exact same. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. And, that's, it, it, it's the engine that makes for the problems, not yes, the game exactly. development. Exactly. Exactly. No, not at all. Does anybody yeah, know honestly, the term back in time? Do you guys know what that means? <laughs> I, I actually don't. No. Okay, um, you know how in the very beginning of the game you can kind of play your character a little bit in the, in the, in the yeah. title screen? It's they force the game to load the, that save and make it playable so that they can gain <laughs> items ahead of time by going back in time. It's a very mm. freaky little glitch, and it's actually really funny. That's how you can get the Master Sword before you even leave the first island in Skyward Sword. Hmm. Freaky. Okay. If you ever do watch any of those speedruns, they're really fun to watch. Anyway. They cheat. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. The-, <laughs> the only thing that I can think of, I wanted to comment on... That is a fact that how all every Zelda game sequel, every Zelda game is literally its own kind of standalone game. 
and it's always uniquely different. And like the only two that I can think of that are like true like sequel sequels, like they kind of go on, is like Phantom Hourglass and then um, what's that other one called? Uh, Spirit uh, Tracks. Spirit Tracks. Yes. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was high school. Because right those there. ones are for the DS. I believe they. I don't even know, but I'm just gonna assume they're on the same engine because of that. Uh, I'd be shocked if they weren't. Yeah, it's <laughs> they just, got released I have no so proof, quickly. but I would be shocked. And even then, they're sequels of Wind Waker to the point that like every other game just starts and then ends, where these ones start with literally telling you what happened in Wind Waker, so you know where you currently are because they are <laughs> literal sequels to to a surprising extent. That again, like you said, Zelda games aren't like that. They're all very standalone. You start and then you end the game and then when you get to the other game it's kind of all reset back to zero and then you're just assumed to know a bunch of the lore because it's like a wash and repeat almost in a definitely new world so i don't know that's that's, that's, the, that's the only comment i have facts not really too important nintendo direct let's talk about all the games that already exist that are now coming to switch they're not weifying anymore they're switchifying yep that's correct we are now switch switch remaking uh, one thing that caught me surprise is we're getting a third splatoons game that's not surprising oh that's a new one people love splatoons. i thought it was a little I, bit i this one pissed me off actually really well here's the reason why so splatoon 2 they build is going and being multi-year multi-season content that they were just going to keep going and developing and making into a bigger and bigger thing. It was supposed to go and be, you know, I, I hate to go and use this, but it, just because it's what the kids are into, it was supposed to be like Fortnite with different season content. Not as rapidly releasing, but constantly evolving and changing. Right. And initially it looked like they were going and doing that. They went and introduced uh, the DLC season one content where you were actually able to go and play as an Octoling. That's really cool. And then nothing happened. They just kind of stopped support for it. Mm-hmm. It's still playable. But, like, where was this multi-year plan? You got to the year one, and then it stopped. Now it's like, Splatoon 3! What? Yeah, yeah I, I forgot I that get... Splatoon 2 was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Rob. Yeah. Like, I'm not unhappy about it. I like the Splatoon stuff. It's just... Either go and make some more serious single-player content, or go and support your fucking online multiplayer shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, my god, Apex Legends is coming to Switch, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that was... Inter- that's not surprising, though. Apex Legends has been extremely popular. It's yeah, a, it, you're right about that. It's, it's, a, a, battle battle popularity. it's a money maker. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, pretty much all of the Battle Royale shooters are available on Switch now in some capacity, whether eShop or otherwise. Like, I'm waiting for Pavlov to go and show up there, and that's a VR title. It's going to find its way to Switch at some point. Somebody's going to do it. Some madman's going to come up with a way. It's possible. All things are possible. I think, though, Hades getting a physical release is kind of a um, cool win for indie developers everywhere. You know yeah, what I definitely. mean? Yeah, definitely. Just the love of this but... game has been phenomenal. It's nice seeing it from 
it's nice seeing it being supported on such a big stage because like nintendo's been great when it comes to releasing indie titles they had their indie showcase last year they go and do a couple of them every year this is kind of a big deal though because this is a game that got a whole lot of good press got nominations for multiple game of the year titles i don't i think it actually won any of them last year was a good year for gaming so yeah it won multiple but... game of the year awards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah did it Mm-hmm. I could look at what they are. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, yeah, because, like, I, I'm i excited about this. I've been waiting, because I thought for sure somebody like Limited Run Games was going to be doing something like this, mm-hmm. uh, where they just go and pick it up and go and release a limited physical run. But no, no, full-on release, doing the full collector's edition treatment, and going and getting the notoriety from Nintendo. You know, this was a big deal. They haven't done a Nintendo Direct Showcase, it feels like, in forever. Like, when when was the last real Nintendo Direct? 2017, I bet. No, no, there, there was one more recent than that. Let's see here. Well, you look at that, I'm just going to say last that... Nintendo yeah, Direct. September 4th, 2019 was the last time they did a real Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was a big deal with this coming out, and for Hades to go and get more than a minute spotlight talking about a physical release, that's fucking awesome. I'm so happy for the developers. It Hades is a very popular game. Such, Hades is super fun. It's a nice little roguelike, and I love rogue, roguelikes. So it was nominated for it's a bunch, a but at the Golden Joystick Light. Awards, it won Best Indie and Critics' Choice, and at the Game Awards, it won Best Indie and Best Action for 2020, 2021... The awards are pending, but it's gotten nominated mm. for a lot of stuff. It's so. very cool. Yeah. yeah, I knew about the nominations, which, once again, just great. It is one of the best games. I own it digitally. I will be owning it physically, because I do want to go and have that preserved. Definitely. I feel like, Another too, in- Hades didn't advertise a lot. It was like when people refer you to their favorite restaurant. It was all, like, referral, grassroots. Like, I did see their booth at PAX, but... I don't know. I guess that's kind of how game popularity just happens for most games, but I feel like people just could not stop talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, this this was great. And some of our friends still it. play it because some of our friends are streamers and they're still playing it. Because <laughs> it's hard. You have to play it for a long time. <laughs> you have to play it like 16 times and then theoretically. Nah, more like 20. Speaking of a hard game, really quick. Sorry to kind of disconnect. Have you guys heard of that one game that t- that literally takes almost a, over a year to beat? Because it's based in real time. It's just you as a little, like, art character. I'll find the game rate real quick here. But one of the endings for that game is you getting pulled up a, up like a, a well... And you're and and a kid sees you, screams, "Let's go!" and you fall to your death. And <laughs> after a year, that would suck. After a year that would of playing, suck. but I don't want our podcast to take a year to complete, so I'm gonna get John back on track. With yeah, sorry, I'll find the name of the game real quick here. I just There's want to a mench- All right, shotgun. Here we go. Mario <laughs> Golf Super Rush. So Mario Golf is coming to Switch, which is actually pretty cool. Did anyone here ever play that ge- uh, any of the Mario Golf games? No. No, Tyler I ruined so. golf games for me with Golf with Friends. It's I nice. Played, <laughs> I played the Game Boy Advance one that had a story mode. This has a story mode. I may have squeed for joy. Yeah, it has a story mode. 
Another cool thing is the newest Square Enix HD2D project called Project Triangle Strategy is going to be coming out on Nintendo Switch 2022. Now what's interesting about this is Project Triangle Strategy is a working title and it appears to be a successor but not a succeed not a sequel to Octopath Traveler. Hmm. Octopath Traveler was a really fun callback to the old school um, JRPGs of like the Super NES era. And the demo for it is actually available right now. You can download it on your Switch and try it. Uh, another one is a free-to-play squad-based online multiplayer game uh, in the Star Wars universe called Star Wars Bounty Hunter. It's uh, just Star Wars Hunters. Yeah, it's Star Wars Hunters. Um, yeah, I was going to say, if you search Star Wars Bounty Hunter, you're going to go and get a game from the PS2 era. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's Star Wars Hunters, and it takes place between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. It's going to be coming out on Nintendo Switch uh, 2021. Fall Guy Ultimate Knockout is going to come out summer 2021. Fall Guy was actually a, a really entertaining game. Yeah, it's super fun. I feel uh, like... That one though has it's lost its hype, and so it's well might, might have people, but it's the reason it's lost its hype is because it becomes extremely repetitive. If they can integrate mm-hmm. the Joy Cons into more exciting, more dynamic uh, challenges and levels, I think that would reinvigorate the game certainly. So they need to not only just port it, they need to have a whole bunch of new courses, and they need to keep up with it. Which hopefully Nintendo would do because they do have a good balance of when to give people more and when to let people want more. So, I, yeah, I'm I, just absolutely shocked because I didn't realize it wasn't released on Switch before now. Yeah, it's kind of came as a surprise for me to be honest. Yeah. And then um, the anyone here, so they made a remake of the uh, Man Legend Children's of Mana game for uh, Nintendo Switch, which is really good. They're actually going to make a remake of Legends of Mana, which is kind of like the uh, continuation of that uh, game, where you got all the stories. And it's going to be... Um, it's They're going to add a bunch of cool stuff. It's going to have features like turning off enemy encounters at will will be added, so it can play more like the original um, JRPG where they just randomly spawn. Um... Ninja Gaiden Master's Collection has been announced for Switch, which was really cool. This is going to be the together, the remasters of Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Sigma 2, Ninja Gaiden 3, Razor's Edge. And so these are going to have all the uh, downloaded content and all that. That's going to be released June 10th, 2021. Um, has anyone been following Monster Hunter? Is anyone a Monster Hunter fan? Let's just start there. Does I anyone know what? Keep, I didn't have enough. I don't have enough time it, so. to grind on that. I, yeah, it's just a grind. I, I keep trying it. I keep picking it up, and I keep just going. Nope. I, I watched all the Joe cats about the weapons, so I'm I'm an expert. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> what's cool is Nintendo Switch is getting Monster Hunter Rise, which is going to be an exclusive Monster Hunter game, which is pretty much running the same way as like um, Worlds was. And a Monster Hunter did come out on the Switch, but this was just a report of the PSP game that came out a couple of years back. Uh, Rise is going to be an exclusive for the Nintendo Switch, and it's going to be released March 26, 2021. 
it um it's gotten a lot of hype they dropped a story trailer where essentially you're in a japanese village trying to fight off this big bad monster that shows up every 50 years and decides to destroy the village so it has a little bit of a tower defense game mixed in with uh the traditional monster hunting but one of the things it revolves around is um, you have a wolf companion that follows you around in combat. Very similar of the other Nintendo exclusive Monster Hunter games they had on the Wii and Wii U, where you had a little companion following you around. Hmm. Interesting. And then hmm. last well, good but for not them least, for switching it up. Yeah, definitely. It's cool. Um, this one has a lot of stories connecting it to other Monster Hunters. There are characters from Worlds in there and the other Monster Hunter universes. So it's kind of like tying them all together. Um, last but not least... I'm, oh. I'm just having a hard time with the uh, new cable system to go and launch yourself. True. And to be able to go and attach enemies. It's like... My only one, it feels like Monster Hunter is slowly just becoming Attack on Titan. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much was Attack on Titan. I know, I know. I'm just like, boy, those tethers. Whenever I start playing Monster Hunter, I always play uh, the Attack on Titan theme song of Jaeger. An Attack on <laughs> Titan is pretty much Shadow of the Colossus, so really there are no mm -hmm. original ideas. <laughs> no, there is just an Attack on Titan game yeah. we can play. Oh my gosh, don't even mention I, the Attack on I think Titan game. I, I think it's... Doesn't that one suck? It's so <laughs> hard to play. Like, you can't even... Uh, Dane That's what has I heard. Contests at but I've plans. watched a lot of people play that game. It's so stupid to watch. It's fun to watch because it's stupid, but, like, his contest, uh, you could win prizes or whatever. The challenge mm -hmm. was to kill one Titan because it's that <laughs> fucking hard just to move and, like, negotiate all the different parts of your body with your swinging... And the art style is like these big chibi heads. It's so fun. It's like that sounds funny, awesome. but so frustrating. It's like those games. Uh, what's the game one where you're in a pot with a pickaxe moving around? Oh god! Oh, get over it! Get over, get over it! it. Getting over get it. over it! Level of frustration. <laughs> like you're so fucking pissed, but you're having fun. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. And then last but not least. The golden boy of Nintendo is coming back for his third game, No More Heroes 3. Oh, finally. You're the being, golden I must be happy boy. about that. <laughs> okay, yeah, not, like... he's not the golden boy, but he's, he's good boy. boy. He's, he's good boy. He's your golden boy. He's your good boy. It's going to have... It's going to have all the stuff from the previous No More Heroes, so it's going to have you getting the jobs. The premise of it is... Alien invasion happens on Earth, and oh, Travis has to kill all these aliens to save the planet. That's the premise of it. <laughs> okay, so they're literally doing um, Saints Row again? Yeah, and um, like usual, you got to pay your way to fight them, and you got to do side jobs to get your money. But what's interesting is they incorporated abilities from the uh, Travis Strikes Again. So if you actually look on Travis's left hand, he actually has what looks like a Joy-Con which he's able to throw down certain abilities and stuff during combat, so you can actually upgrade these and change your play style. Like, you have the ability to slow somebody or speed up. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That's nice that they're kind of taking the high points from previous games and integrating them. Because you don't have to reinvent your game every time. Mm -mm. You just have to listen. Suda51 <laughs> said he loved working with he loves working with Nintendo. It's always been one of his favorite publishers. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm surprised we have never gotten Travis touchdown in Super Smash Bros. 
he's not as popular though with most people he's yeah, that, that's the problem with him, is that even though those games have sold reasonably well on there, you don't go and have that cult-like following that goes beyond the game. True. Because even Monolith Soft, for the people that just absolutely hate Nintendo, still recognize the Xeno uh, games, whether it be Chronicles, Saga, uh, Blade. They recognize those as going and being just classic jrpg content i right. think if they Travis... oh go ahead sorry yeah just no more heroes it's kind of an oddball because and i mean this with no disrespect to suda 51 and the rest of the guys the reason on why that thing has any notoriety is because the original Wii was so starved for good uh first party games that were supposed to be coming out or at least exclusive games by that point in its life cycle, when the first No More Heroes came out, people flocked to it because it was something to go and back their investment that wasn't just a whole bunch of shovelware. Right. And it grew a really good cult following. And they followed it up with legitimately what is one of the best video game sequels ever made, I believe, with No More Heroes 2 Desperate Struggle. It is a fantastic sequel. It is more of everything that you love with no compromises. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, I am extremely excited for No More Heroes 3. But even looking at the sales figures for Travis Strikes Again, it's like, it's a niche title. True. It's a much-loved niche title, but it's a niche title. So, yeah, as much as I would love to see Travis in Smash, I just, I don't see it happening. Also, the things that make Travis Travis, like, Bayonetta is a sex symbol character, but she's not... I, the things that make Travis, Travis, like you'd have to do his charging up uh, lightsaber yeah. move. If I'm a kid and I'm playing because Pikachu's in the game and you have a character simulating masturbation, that's just not going to fly. But you also can't sure, have Travis the character. Travis 2M for mature. Yeah, you just can't <laughs> have him in there if you're not going to have that move for him. You know, like there's things Nintendo could do to push the envelope a little bit in Smash because it is rated T. Mm-hmm. But it's just hard. It's hard to take those things out and still have it be Travis. Mm -hmm. True. I get what you're saying. And that pretty much covers the Nintendo Direct. That being said, though, Robbie... Hold hold on here. We're not going to talk about Famicom Detective Club? Oh, yeah, you're right. World's End Club had a whale shark in the trailer. Yes! So I'm interested. <laughs> I love whale sharks. Yes, my God. <laughs> what what about the Super Mario themed items coming to Animal Crossing New oh, Horizon? Gosh. What about that extremely confusing trailer for Knockout City? We well, yeah, had Dodgeball, Dodge Boy Me Ball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. My God, Metopia is coming back to life. And of course, Cole's favorite superhero franchise is going and getting a game exclusively on switch all right what is it let me hear it oh for fuck's sake he just said it (laughs) i heard it i was i I was halfway through what what i was saying before he said the title okay (laughs) yes and we all know that cole is so excited about this he is gonna run out and get one of those coral pink switches just to go and show how much he loves the dc superhero girls they have Mm -hmm. coral pink switches yeah they have coral switches I think she's. <laughs> 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 
Amy ready to jump. Oh, man, maybe I won't be without a Switch for long. <laughs> also, I just want to mention really quick, the game that I was talking about before was is called The Longing. Uh, mm. It takes 400 days to beat it. Thank you. Like, like, all the way. Although there are endings that don't take 400 days. And it passes, and it passes in real time even when the game is turned off. That sounds like a steal of my money. If you actually watch it, it's actually it's a it's an idle it's an idle game, and so it's essentially what it is. You know, oh, it just oh, okay. it just came out. Uh, yeah, it's March only a couple months old. It's a year. It's not even a year old. Okay. Yeah, it's not you even know old. what other classic character should it's be actually brought really to Smash, looking. and the game passes in real time, would be Sea Man. We need Sea Man in Smash. <laughs> That's exactly yes. what I was just thinking about. Yes. <laughs> Leonard, oh God, help us! Uh, is there anything else that we need to yeah. talk about before we get out of here? For, before she starts I, I, talking actually, about we have, a cu- again? we have a couple more actually. Oh well, I the, the one thing I'm gonna say here, we're up to an hour of record time at this point. Do we maybe want to go and save that for next week? No, go, John, mm. go, go, John, go, go, John, go. Do we? I mean, I could talk about Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, let's finish ben, off ben, with, ben, with Mortal ben, Kombat. Ben. Are we gonna? Can we cut this part out and go back into the thing, Rob? Yeah, no, we, we can go back to it. I just wanted to make sure everybody was aware that we're up to an hour already. He's this only going to mention is, it. This is gold. Let's keep it going. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, a trailer was dropped today for a movie that sparked quite a bit of interest in old school fans around my age and newer of... Is it a remake? Mortal, Mortal Kombat! Kombat! So the question, is it a remake or is it a, a sequel? It's a remake. They, yeah. um, they New people, new story. I mean, it looks solid from what we saw in the trailer. Scorpion and Sub-Zero look amazing. Oh, so Why they're, the they're using they practical sequel? effects just like the old movies? Um, that's... No. no, we don't have... We don't have creatures coming out of people's hands, but we did get a get-over here, which was nice. It actually looks like they're using the CGI intelligently. Um, CGI mm-hmm. overusage is fine in a game that's based on a video game because you're used to these characters looking so digital. So it looks yeah. really exciting. Like I think the, I pre- it's, it's we're we're ready for it. <laughs> I appreciate the choreographing for what we saw of Scorpion's fight. Like there was hardly any CGI in that. That was just stunt man. Yeah. And that sells it a whole lot more, especially when we saw the few things of Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of CGI, but it looks solid. Well, just CGI to, like, enhance the character abilities, like, ice, magic, crap. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's magic. Like, it's it's a tournament between yeah. worlds. Like, it's bigger. The scale. Mortal Kombat scale is so fucking ridiculous. And if you're not going to commit, it looks goofy. You have to the commit Definitely. to the point where you think it's going to be goofy, and then it isn't. It's legit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like Kano ripping out somebody's heart, and it's still beating. Yeah, I'm fucking stoked for that, and I hope there are movie theaters when this happens, because I want to spill my popcorn all over everyone and yell, Mortal Kombat, and get kicked out and have to buy a later ticket. <laughs> Did you? And they have they have the theme song in there, but it they changed it up a little bit, if you haven't noticed. Well, they like to do that, don't they? Yeah. yeah. But it's going to release on HBO Stream and theaters it looks like if this information is correct yeah no it's going to be released simultaneously both in theaters and hbo max 
uh, on April 16th. Mm-hmm. For the record, I will have a review of this ahead of release because uh, my local theater is open again and we're starting to do press screenings. I saw Sweet. Willy's Wonderland last week. And uh, yeah, could not be happier about that. And I was about to that say, Robert, said, because it's you. You always see them early. <laughs> well, yeah. He's the movie boy. <laughs> this is the boy. first time I've gotten to do it, though, in almost a year. He's the movie like, theater boy. He's the one who watches. Yeah. No, I mean, given the fact that the last thing that I saw in theaters before Willy's Wonderland was, um, uh, Jesus, why am I forgetting the name? Onward. There we go. Terrible name. <laughs> yeah, it was just okay. But this movie's going to be good, stupid fun, I can tell. No wonder you can remember. I hope so. Name. I am very nervous. My standards hmm. for video game movies are very low. For example, I enjoyed the <laughs> Dead or Alive movie. So, I'm going to enjoy this no matter what, because I am not very uh, particular when it comes to movies. So, here we go. I'm, I'm going to say, the deal, the Dead or Alive movie is just so much fun. It is so bad. It's acceptable. It's and like... I swear it knows it. It just looked like a movie where the cast was having fun doing stuff they knew was just dumb as all hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unlike the Mortal Kombat I first movie which was not fun so good on them for trying what what really you don't like the first mortal kombat the first one was good the second one is the shit one yeah Uh, can somebody look up the stunt coordinator for mortal kombat please nope because we got to wrap up the podcast the the new one or the original the new one (laughs) because i why the reason i'm asking is because the i saw from just some of the stuff that we saw in the trailer you can see that they were using Hong Kong um, Hong Kong wire work uh, with some of the poles and stuff like that. But what I mean by that is them flying across the screen, tumbling. It's no, uh, certain ways of doing it. It's called Hong Kong wire work. So it's kind of interesting. Hmm. So you want to look up who it is to see if you know them from the thing? What did you find, Rob? I'm I'm trying to go and find. But no, I think it, it, it's obvious that they also hired actual martial artists, and, or they yeah. actually use stuntmen in their in their as as actors, which does happen mm-hmm. actually every once in a while, which is nice to see. Yeah, the cast Let's looks good. Um, diverse cast, which I really appreciate, and everybody was good representation of the characters. So. Mm-hmm. The reason I wanted to bring that up is because movies like this, you need to bring up the name of the stunt coordinator because um, that is someone who's in, very important in this thing. I, I got a hot take. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to do well. Everyone's so because... excited. Yeah, you are oh, excited. Will and yeah, Will and no, not just these... me. Everyone's excited. A lot Some... of these movies that people say they're excited for and are like high fantasy, high, uh, 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 high concept even. Oh, Warcraft! <sighs> yeah, yeah. Tyler, I'm gonna the stop you go, right there. Ex- okay. I know you're feeling this sort of way because you've been down a tangent of watching a hundred blockbuster failures. We just watched John Carter and Mortal Engines, and you just don't think sci-fi can succeed. You're feeling pessimistic, but I'm here to assure you. Do you know what, else, you know what else is okay. on that list? Treasure Planet. Damn good movie. Tyler's just feeling depressed and salty about his sci-fi genre movies not doing well and having big budgets. So don't listen to him. It's it's because I'm gonna say I'm with Tyler. 
Oh. But hmm. for different reasons. Oh. Wow. Okay. What's what's your reasons? I'm not going to say. Okay, okay. I'm just saying this is going to be, it's a movie that people are going to say they're excited for. It's going to look really fancy. It's probably going to have some really fun uh, martial arts. But I don't think people are sticking to video game movies in a sense anymore. No, no. Yeah, I agree. Sonic the Hedgehog no, did so I... well. Mm-hmm. And people were just as excited yeah, like... about that. I think it's just going to be another Sonic the Hedgehog situation. Okay. Rob, say. Yeah. You got, you got something to say. Well, because actually, it, Amy brings up a point that I don't think that it's so much that video game movies are cursed. Though I will make a point that most of them have turned out pretty terribly. But given the fact that Sonic the Hedgehog was one of the highest grossing movies that came out last year, and not because of the pandemic, but just because a lot of people went out to go and see the movie. Mm-hmm. Like to the point of where people were going and blaming Sonic the Hedgehog for Birds of Prey's critical failure at the box office. Which <laughs> <laughs> is just hilarious to me. It's like, you're not speaking to the same audience. Birds, anyway. Birds of Prey was just bad. I still stand by it. I like that movie. It's dumb but it's fun. <laughs> and here's the problem, because I think that this movie is going to have the exact opposite issue. You got to remember, the original Mortal Kombat film was one of the higher grossing films for that year. And it bucked a massive trend with critical and financial failures with the previous uh, video game movies that had come out at the time. Because before that, you had the Mario Brothers movie, <laughs> which wasn't necessarily a failure at the box office, but was critically as well as just by audiences maligned. It's become a bit of a cult classic, but because it's so bad, not because it's actually a hidden gem or any good. Uh, then you had Double Dragon, oh. which I can't say anything about because it is just... I, I know I've seen it twice trying to talk about how bad it is, and I keep forgetting everything that's in it. It is so bad, I have forgotten everything about it. <laughs> that's then kind you of had the, the worst Street thing movie. is when a movie is so bad you remember nothing that's Your kind of the worst thing like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, there, there's a list of Milano in there and she's wearing a hot outfit at one point that's 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 the only thing I remember it gets thrown in your trauma center and just eject it <laughs> like no yeah that's but it's so boring there's nothing to it then you had Street Fighter which is the greatest video game movie of all time. For... Because it is so bad. Yeah. It's brilliant. There's different kinds of bad. There's bad where it's like, you gotta watch it because it's so bad, and it's memorable and quotable, and you think about it. And then there's the boring bad where it is, again, just so bad it's boring, and you forget it, and it's just yeah. gone. No, like, Wonder Woman 1984 wanted to be the Street Fighter movie. The difference was, you only had Pedro Pascal being the best part of the movie, instead of being Raul Julia giving everything to a role <laughs> that was so beneath him as an actor and making everybody love him as the bad guy. Dude, he was awesome in that. He, he was. The rest of the movie is absolute dog shit, but damn it, Raul Julia... I mean, he made The Addams Family, he made that. He, he was just one of the best actors of all time, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but anyway, the, the original again, Adam's Family not movie? Funny. What was that? The original Adam Fam- Adam's Family movie? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. an awesome film. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, not values. No, he wasn't in that. Anyway, the original Mortal Kombat made a ton of money. People absolutely went gaga for it. It was a film that, yes, was not the best in terms of its writing. But the staff clearly put a lot of heart into it. I could go and give you a half-hour, if not longer, story of the making of that film. Like, I don't even really like the film that much. 
But hearing the story of this whole thing is insane, and I understand now why it is that I can watch it over and over again and still be entertained by it. You know what? This one... We never do, Rob, is two-part podcasts. I think to be continued part two Mm. next week on Soccer Rangers, a history of the Mortal Kombat games, their controversy, and the tumultuous making of the Mortal Kombat movie. I like this plan. Tune in next week. That's not a bad idea. Okay, so I'll just go and get this out of the way. Why I don't think that the no. new one is going to do well. <laughs> Save it. No, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it out because I'm just gonna go and completely lose it because this is also the first day seeing the trailer for this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I just want to get the thought out in its entirety because by next week there might be new content out that completely changes my mind. Okay, but based on that trailer, this movie, it's playing too hard. It's playing too serious. Something about Mortal Kombat that's interesting that was influenced by that film. There was very little story to the original arcade game. Both the original and number two, which had come out at that point. A lot of the character dynamics that were made following this up, including just Raiden being a little bit on the fun side, (laughs) that came from this movie. Christopher Lambert... His performance in it was so interesting and so entertaining. It got the guys at Midway to actually change the directions that they were making these characters and influence the games going forward. Hmm. There's a lot of fun in that movie, and there's a lot of personality of the characters. Based on this trailer, I go and see a large, world-spanning story with a whole bunch of characters, and I don't see a lot of focus. And I hate to go and say this, because I do really like Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Their rivalry is great. But they're also not necessarily the most charismatic characters in the way it looks like they're making this movie. I worry that you're going to have too large of a cast, too many character focuses, and it's not going to play well. Things like this tend to work better with not necessarily a smaller cast, but with a smaller focus point. And they had some great stuff going on with... Uh, uh, Johnny Cage with Kano uh, with Sonya Blade being kind of the primary focuses in the original film it's easy to follow them and it's easy to go and get caught up in the other things and the other characters that are going on that trailer gives me the idea that okay Sub-Zero is the focus of the film and we're going to have a whole bunch of characters basically going and following towards what's probably an endpoint with him fully occur, fully coming into existence in the film and giving us a reason as to why the events that happened early in it happened. Mm-hmm. I worry that there's not going to be enough focus on a solid story and it's going to be more of an overarching set of ideas trying to go and set up a larger film franchise. Hmm. I don't think that's going to work. That is just my guess. I have no real proof. It could just be a bad trailer. That's a legit concern. Actually, because mm-hmm. when you play an arcade, yeah, like... you can play each story mode and you can zip zap between them all. But when you try to play all that, that's be would be like if we all set up our TVs and we all played through Mortal Kombat and we all picked a different character and played at the same time. <laughs> you don't want it to be like that. <laughs> no, that's just it. Like I, I think it's going to be beautifully done. Like the cinematography looks great. It looks really well shot. I like the framing work. The action looks really solid on there. I do also worry from Cole's perspective as well. Is this going to be 
you know, Hong Kong Chinese wire work? Or is this going to be actual martial arts like what actually ended up getting Cameron Diaz kicked off of the original Mortal Kombat movie because she broke her wrist mm-hmm. and had to go and get replaced with uh, Bridget Wilson? <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. With actual martial arts, what Hong Kong does, what Hong Kong wire work does, is it just accentuates what it's already there. Well, and that's just it. But there's a certain point where you go too far with it and you go and lose that grounding. Yeah, it depends on where this was filmed. Because <laughs> if it was yeah. filmed in Asia, then they don't give two shits. <laughs> You're probably right about that. Have you? But yes, we'll go and talk more about that all next week, I guess. Because, yeah, we were running long enough and I don't want to go and ramble for another 20 minutes on this podcast. Fantastic. Well, we do that anyway. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this nice little thing about the Nintendo Direct and a little bit into Mortal Kombat. Now, if you uh, listen to this video, I think to this podcast, I thank you. You can find our podcast on Apple uh, on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on. I failed the test. I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> Wherever free podcasts are sold. Wherever free podcasts are sold. And tune in next week where we talk about the history of Mortal Kombat hosted by Rob the Red Ranger. Oh shit, I'm hosting too. Fuck. (laughs) Anything else anyone want to add before I sign us off? If you have any questions or our topics for future episodes, you can always give us a shout on our email at soccerrangerspodcast at gmail.com. Oh my god, two weeks in a row. Everybody, applaud Cole. He got it right twice in a row. Yay! Also, I got a little thing for everybody on this video who listened to the end. Tell us which one of the sword waifus is the better one. It's Mithra. If you pick Pyro, you you pick the best run. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Mithra's the best.